Every weekday morning, right after me, you know who does a fantastic job, and I mean terrific, Brian Kilmeade, also a star at Fox News, whether it's Fox and Friends every weekday morning. He's got his own show, which I've been a guest on many times. I absolutely love it. It's a great show, One Nation, Saturday nights at 8 p.m., and if somebody's out or sick or leaving like Tucker Carlson, he's the first guy they call. He is just a five-tool player and a terrific guy, my friend Brian Kilmeade. Happy Friday, Brian. Wow, there's a lot going on, Sid. Thanks for the introduction, and I look forward to seeing Are you tonight on Jesse Waters? No, no, it's a week from tonight, and as I pointed out to you while we were off the air, if uh, water starts to lap you in Sid Rosenberg appearances, then uh, it's feasible, because I'm a very fickle guy, that all these nice things I just said about you, I'd say about Jesse, and you'd line up behind Jesse in terms of Sid friends. We don't want that now, do we, Brian? Yeah, I, I get the shot across the bow. I understand <laughs> it. You know, and by, by the way, you would not. I'm so much more fun than him. <laughs> See, he would just, I mean, if you're hanging out with him, he'd be talking about himself the whole time. I, I do what you like most. I talk about you. <laughs> You are a hundred percent right. One, and right. I love Jesse. I love him, but you're right. You are. You're a lot more fun. But we're going to start this morning with a story that's not about fun, and that is uh, a guy that I called the hero. And I have to tell you, my wife Danielle, who's an attorney, listens to my show every day. And when I labeled this Marine who accidentally killed Jordan Neely, a hero, the other day, she went nuts. Take it back. Apologize. I said no. I mean, look, here's this guy, Jordan Neely, who had 40, 40 prior arrests, 30 years old. And what's happening now? Just like George Floyd, Eric Garner, he's dead. He's a hero. He's a lovely kid. He sang Michael Jackson tunes. His mother was brutally murdered 17 years ago. What do you want from the kid? And the truth is, the kid was a menace. Again, 40 priors, scaring the daylights out of people on the subway. So a good Samaritan, a civilian, a Marine, steps in. Now, it's unfortunate the guy. I died, but here's the biggest issue with this, okay? The biggest issue is New Yorkers need to do more of this. We need to get involved, not wait for police, and defend ourselves. And if they try this guy with murder because he's white and nearly was black, George Floyd number two, that's going to tell New Yorkers, don't get involved. See me? If I'm on the subway, I'm doing the same thing. I'm jumping in, trying to help out somebody else. They charge this kid with murder? I'm not doing nothing. I'm sorry. That's the worst part of this story. Sid, we already got the pushback. There's protests in the streets for this for this schizophrenic. He the, he says he's schizophrenic. Uh, his you see the quote from his aunt. We tried to get this guy help. It was impossible to help. He didn't want to hear any of it. She said, uh, as his aunt, uh, I was crying out for help from my nephew. But everything about him was about insurance. Doctors knew his condition. He needed to be treated. He wasn't a bad person. He needed help from doctors. Didn't give him help. I was really frustrated. I didn't know what to do anymore. He's been arrested 44 times. He was screaming on this train. He was threatening people, throwing garbage at them. And the 24-year-old didn't take a gun out. He didn't take a knife out. He sat there and got him in a submission hold, which you learn in jujitsu. I don't know what this kid, I like to see the toxicology report. They want to make this George Floyd too. And it's absolutely not. Do you know that 27 people have been killed in Subway since 2020? And they said it took 15 years to get to 27 prior to that, uh, prior to 2020. It is it is a mess down there. And it's all because the Marine was white and Jordan Neely was black. That's right. And they say that the rent AOC, the rents have gone up. He had nowhere to live. That's the problem. The rent went a little bit too high for him. (laughs) That was the issue. And the irresponsible. 
irresponsible Governor Hochul. It was horrific. I don't need to see any more to watch him murdered. You should be able to ride a subway and shut not up. be murdered. Yeah, Are you up. insane? Yeah. Eric mean, Adams was awesome so yes, far. Yes, yes. That, that, a major difference. Kathy Hochul basically saying this was murder. Eric Adams saying, slow down, folks. We need to see more. We need to, we need to learn more. So I congratulated the mayor yesterday on his response. Kathy Hochul, like you just said, very irresponsible, very knee-jerk, and quite frankly, nauseating. We'll see where this story goes. Donald Trump is going to join me on Wednesday morning. It's a big deal here, at least. But uh, later on that night, Brian, this Wednesday, he's going to be back on CNN doing a... um well, I guess a town hall. And what's funny about this is is that Trump supporters are furious because they hate CNN. And Trump detractors are mad at CNN because they're like, why would you put this guy on? Now, my opinion, which matters less than yours, but I'll say it anyway. My opinion is it's a genius move out of both CNN, who needs ratings, and Donald Trump, who's trying to get to those, you know, suburban housewives. What does Brian Kilmeade think? Number one, let's just go back to your original statement. How... If he is the number one, if he's the former president and he's leading on the GEO for the nomination, on what planet is that not worthy of a news channel? What planet? What do you mean? We don't want to humanize it? He's the, was the president and might be again. So are you crazy? Oh, I don't like him. He does this in January. Okay, fine. There's a pathway for January 6th. Obviously, people never tire of it at CNN. They live off it. No one's saying that. He's going to go on, tell his story. And if it's like Leslie Stahl and don't let him finish anything and dismiss everything he says, which turned out to be true, and they're going to just dismiss everything. Oh, that's not true. That's not true. She looks like an absolute lunatic now, Leslie Stahl. No one's going to hold her to account. Now, if Caitlin Collins goes ahead and gets him talk and treats him fairly, that will be the first time since maybe 2015. That would be the first time. You're right. In uh, eight years, which I think is a, a very, very big deal. <laughs> Excuse me. So uh, more comes out this week on this Joe Biden pay for play and the corruption. And now there's another whistleblower, some other piece, a letter they've got, which says that Joe Biden absolutely bribed. They, there's four different possible countries. They haven't really named the the uh, specific one yet, but it's just another in the long laundry list dating all the way back to Miranda Devine, Brian, New York Post years ago. And then, of course, Tony Bobolinsky with Tucker Carlson with Hunter Biden. I spoke to both Ron Johnson and Mike Lauder this week, and there's no doubt the House Republicans have a stack, a stack of information proving that Joe Biden lied, Hunter Biden lied, and even Secretary of State Anthony Blinken lied. When do you think we're finally going to see some repercussions, these Bidens? When are they finally going to pay the price? You bring up a good point on the Secretary of State setting had no contact with Hunter Biden. And they have emails showing a friendship that is probably tighter with Hunter than he is with Joe. So we flat out lied. And and Ron Johnson said, you know, I asked him that specifically, because clearly Johnson knew where he was getting. What's your relationship with Hunter Biden? I don't have one. Have you ever interacted with him? No, I don't recall ever doing that. Okay. And now he becomes Secretary of State. And the problem is, it looks like Hunter Biden is getting advice from the Deputy Secretary of State at the time uh, about doing business with other countries, perhaps. You can't can't go to the state. You can't ask Colin Powell to give you an in in Romania. I mean, that's not the way it works unless you're Joe Biden, I guess. <laughs> so what's he doing? Meanwhile, he's got deals with Romania, the mayor of Moscow, Ukraine, China. So all these places, 
guess who's he, he's interacting with? He's tr- either traveling with the vice president and his dad, or he's going by sec- with the secretary of state or getting advice for who to deal with and where to go. I need to I need your advice on this. So it looks absolutely terrible. And it's, he just feels as though he's not going to get caught. You look at it. He's, he's in our face. He's hanging out with the president, goes to the White House every day, goes to the Easter egg rolls, goes over to Ireland. He thinks he says, you guys can't touch me. And he knows how corrupt he is. I mean, the laptop all proven true. The other thing that it's not getting enough attention is we found the letter. One of the letters, Mike Morell to John Brennan. Uh, here's a paraphrase. Hey, it would be great if you would sign off on this letter saying the laptop is Russian disinformation before the debate on Friday. Help tell the story. John Brennan said, sign my name. Wow. Mike Morell, yeah. the deputy CIA director, calling the current, the former CIA director, sign my name without even seeing the letter just to help Joe Biden in the debate. If you want to talk about election manipulation, that's your focus, right? Oh, 100 percent. And talk about the CIA and the FBI and all these services that have really proven to be corrupt. And I know I've got friends like George V, who works here, spent 20 years in the FBI, terrific guy, Brian, and he gets offended. He gets angry. But, hey, tough. I mean, these stories are popping up all the time. FBI, CIA, really dirty. I mean, really dirty. So they should be the angriest because they are hurting their reputation as you're so proud to be one of the 35,000 serving the FBI you know how many, how many quiet cases you've cracked how many crimes you prevented how many horrible people you brought and, and made them uh, brought to justice and then you have people out there playing politics with the reputation of the bureau that you were proud to serve he should not be mad at you he should be mad at the Andy McCabe's of the world the John Brennan's of the world he should be mad at the um, all the, the lovebirds and everybody Else oh, Peter that are out there, and Lisa and James Page. Comey, right? And, and even Chris Ray. I got news for you. He's uh, he's uh, he's a liar too. So it's a mess. Uh, the big guys at the top have been a mess for many many years. On the way out, one of the things you do really great, Brian, is not just politics, but you do sports. And if you did an interview for sports on One Nation or even Boxing Friends, there's one guy you'd have to talk to this week. And that's a Brooklyn-born billionaire, a very, very good friend of mine named Vinny Viola. I believe he is the sports guy of the week. And why is that? Well, for starters, he's a Brooklyn-born Ranger fan who happens to own the Florida Panthers. And the Panthers are now up two games to nothing on Toronto. Two more wins during the Eastern Conference Finals. And, of course, they beat the Boston Bruins. Secondly, he owns the horse Forte, the 15th position. That is tomorrow's favorite to win the Kentucky Derby. I know Janice Dean is out there wearing hats already this morning. So here's a guy from Brooklyn who loves Bomantes, who made all of his money at Virtue here in New York City, that owns the Florida Panthers and the favorite in tomorrow's Kentucky Derby. Vinny Viola, is that not the sports guy of the week? Yes. And did Sid Rosenberg just make sure he's in the box? Oh, yes. For the Panther game <laughs> and at the Kentucky Derby? 100%. By praising him like this? I'm just on the... I'm watching this move. I'm I'm watching this Sid move, and I'm thinking, I'm in awe of where he's going. Well, I took it a step further when the Panthers ousted the Bruins the other night to become the team to get the biggest upset ever. I had Vinny on for 15 minutes on WABC the next morning, on Tuesday morning. Right. So, so between my conversation <laughs> with you now and bringing Vinny on, I'm in, baby. Me and Tom Brady. <laughs> Now, put it this way. I think he's going to put you on his plane. You know, I don't think you're going to be flying on Delta. Uh, you're going to, it's, uh, it's going to be Vinny Air Force One. But I will say, I, I will say this. What's it with Brooklyn? 
I mean, Al Davis from Brooklyn, Jerry Colangelo, so many people just emerged from that uh, that dense bureau yeah. of talent. Including me. And savvy. Yes. And don't forget the greatest basketball player of all time, who, of course, we all identify North Carolina with him, but he was born in Brooklyn, the great Michael Jordan. Right. He, I don't think many people know that. No. But it's in that a part of his story. I don't know what kind of impact he made. I will say this. Uh, I got to get, we have to go to a Nick game. We, you and I have to sit in the front row. No, because uh, I'm like Howard. The black players won't talk to me. <laughs> Howard Stern. <laughs> did you see that? Yeah, I did see that. And, and I was, and I sit in Corey Zelnick, my dear buddy, his second row seats. And I'm, uh, I've got pictures all over my Instagram, me and Tracy Morgan, me and Spike Lee. Now, look, I got pictures with Liv Schreiber and Kevin Bacon, too, but I've never had an issue with black players or black celebrities talking to me, but for some reason, they don't talk to Howard. He's very upset. So who talks to him? Hardenstein? <laughs> I mean, who was, so <laughs> what's going on? You know, Thibodeau, that's it? The coach? Oh, God, those are the only two white guys I know. Yeah. Oh, no. Hardenstein. That is funny. Very good, Brian. But By the way, he gets great seats. coming up tomorrow. He gets, he gets great seats, man. He, does. he has totally changed. He's yes. Mr. Hollywood now. I know. He used to be the raw New York City guy. He's all Hollywood. He's still great, though. I had this conversation last night. He's too woke. He's too this. I go, if he was too woke, he would not be complaining about black players not saying hello. Trust me. I still love him, but you're right. He's definitely changed. You haven't. You're still the best. Again, whether it's Fox and Friends, One Nation, or every morning here at uh, 10 a.m. Brian, you do a fantastic job. I love you. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll do it again soon. And Sid, here's my pledge. If I buy a major sports franchise, you will be in the luxury box. I promise. You don't even have to be nice to me. Hey, listen, it may happen. I can see you buying, at least for starters, a USFL team because your kid works there. So, And Donald Trump well, wants on the USFL team. So, Right. And by, and by the way, let me just bring this up. I don't bring that up on the air, but Sid brings it up on the air. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? I think it's cute. I love it. It's great. You're a great right. father. You're a great father, Brian. I love you. Thank you, buddy. Thank you very much. And I'm raising you, Sid. See you later. <laughs> See you later. Brian on fire. Brian Kilmeade, everybody, 10 a.m. after me every weekday morning on WABC and both Fox and Friends and One Nation on Fox News. Still a lot more to do today, folks. Two hours of great guests on this, the Friday edition of Sid and Friends.